I'm personally big on moderation, but there's other things that you can kind of measure in the process to still sort of like quantify it. So we might not be necessarily like counting calories and macros, but how would you rate your hunger on a scale of one to 10 right now? How's your energy? Are you having like 2 p.m. slumps after lunch? Okay, well then like, let's look at what you're eating at lunch. Maybe we do need to adjust some stuff. Like if it's too carb heavy, that's probably why you're not feeling so great later on. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Handbook, your guide to life, leadership, and health. I'm your host, Gene Reed. That quote you just heard, that was our guest today on episode number four with Kate Mackey. Kate is a registered nurse along with owner and operator of Kate Mackey Wellness, which can be found at katemackeywellness.wordpress.com. Kate offers an all-around coaching service for her clients, including personal training, program design, health coaching, really just an all-around approach to health and wellness. So that's what we get into today. We cover fitness, nutrition, and a bunch of other topics in between. So I hope you enjoy, and as always, if you learn something, share something. All right, you ready? I think so. All right, let's do it. <laughs> uh, Kate Mackey, registered nurse, mm -hmm. fitness and nutrition coach, yep. mom, wife. Mm -hmm. That about thumbs it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about your journey into nursing. Uh, <laughs> it was a little bit of a roundabout way, mm -hmm. I guess. That's not what I initially went to school for. Um, I actually was, I graduated initially with a uh, bachelor's in biology and a nutrition minor, and then ended up going back to nursing school afterwards. So um, it was just a little bit of a roundabout way. Where'd you go to school? For nursing? For your original journey? Uh, Del uh, University of Delaware. Oh, okay. And then Deltac for nursing. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, it was just kind of a roundabout way. Like I knew, like I love science kind of liked like medical stuff. So um, that's how I ended up getting into nursing. Um, and then once I was in nursing school, like in that between time, I had actually gotten a job as a trainer at a gym. And I fell in love with that like hands down. And then of course, like, as I moved into like doing that a little bit more and doing some nutrition coaching, because I had that background. Uh, then I was like in nursing school and working as a trainer at the time. And I was like, how do I put these two things together? Absolutely. So that's kind of where I'm at now where I'm doing my own thing on the side, like the gym that I worked at closed two years ago. So then I went out on my own, uh, and I'm still, I work in substance abuse and mental health, like an outpatient clinic. So gotcha. I'm still there. Yeah. So did you play sports growing up? Like how did, how did fitness come into your life? It wasn't really until like later on. So I played sports when I was in high school and like they were fun, but that's purely what it was. I have a competitive streak, but like I right. wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. What sports did you play? I played field hockey and tennis. And then I was also a huge music nerd. So I did color guard and I was like in band from elementary school through high school. Big yeah. nerd. Yeah. Such a nerd. <laughs> Anybody else in your family like big into fitness or... My dad and my brother played hockey, like okay. growing up. My dad refed hockey for a little while, uh, so they were like, you know, big into sports. My brother wrestled too when he was in middle school. I think he did in high school too. 
so there was like always a little bit of like sports stuff like growing up. Everyone in my family is like a huge like Philadelphia sports fan. Sure. So that was always like playing in our house something, you know. And then of course I married Kevin and nothing has changed as no, far as that goes. <laughs> so your side business, what's it mm-hmm. called? Kate Mackey Wellness. Kate Mackey Wellness. Mm-hmm. Give me a summarized uh, synopsis basically of what's the approach to this? Like what are you actually doing? So I do personal training uh, in person, which is kind of limited right now. I was doing a lot more of that before COVID hit. So now I'm doing some virtual stuff. And when did you start this? I started that two years ago. So when our gym closed, I was like, I can't give this up. So I'm just going to pay for a business license and figure this out is yeah. basically how that happened. Yeah. What goes into that? So how does that work? Like starting your own business? So is this like an LLC? Like I'm totally ignorant too. No, no, it's fine. I'm still learning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I am not an LLC yet. I think like if things get a little bit bigger, I probably, which I hope they do, uh, then that'll come a point to where I do that. But right now it's just under like a sole proprietorship. So I do have uh, a business license. And I think like the biggest thing is more so like a legal thing. So like if someone like knock on wood, they won't. But like if someone were to sue me, if it's an LLC, then it's almost like my business is separate from my personal stuff financially. Right. So they can't like take us for everything that we've got basically. But like since I'm so small and I pretty much like know all of my clients and stuff like that, I'm like, we're not at that point yet where I feel like legally I need that protection. Yeah. But that's the biggest difference i think i, think I do that my parents started a very my uh dad's a teacher mom's a nurse as well but they uh started their sports photography business mm-hmm. i remember that was when i was younger but they got an llc and I, that that rings a bell now yeah so they can sue the company not not you, you personally yeah not going wood for you right exactly <laughs> so what is it that you enjoy so much about helping others through this journey of fitness and nutrition i think just because I, when I was younger, I always, I don't know, like I always felt like, I I guess it's like different to being like a teenage girl. Like you always have kind of like body image issues and stuff like that. So I think like part of it was that, but then also like when I got, and I picked up nutrition as a minor in my undergrad, it was like, I got interested in like the science of stuff. And then I was like looking for kind of like other avenues, like that was still sort of related to healthcare. So then when I got into training, like around that time I had gotten into working out more. So I was like, oh, like being a trainer, that should be a fun job. Uh, So I just kind of like fell into it in that way. But it wasn't like, I don't know, it wasn't like one like big defining moment. It was sort of like happenstance almost. Yeah. Yeah. I got my, uh, I went through a phase. I've Fitness has been a huge part of my journey in life and I was certified by somebody as a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. I think I was like 19 when I did it because I thought that was the journey I wanted to go into. Mm-hmm. No, I think I was younger. I think I was 18 because then somebody talked to me about stability in your career and stuff and all this blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll do the police thing. Yeah. You get a yeah. pension <laughs> and then maybe I can just do this on the side. I never followed up with it, but who uh so did you get a certification through somebody i did yeah and that's like fitness is weird and nutrition can kind of be the same way uh because there isn't like a huge like regulatory body it's not like like with nursing you have like a state license there's like a, a several different certifications that are out there for personal training uh some are more legitimate than others yeah what's so. the, there? there is like a a big company out there 
I shouldn't say a company. Man. Like a certifying body yes. or like organization. Kelly Richards, who works for us, mm-hmm. is certified by somebody that I think is one of the, the larger entities out there. But I don't know. I forget the name. I, but I know you're right. There's a lot of like smaller ones out there that maybe aren't as trustworthy. Right. Put it that way. But, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, but that's just, I mean, I know that there's like a push from people who have been in the fitness industry for a while. So like people that you would go and like see speak at conferences that are like trying to push like, no, this is a profession, like trying to push and make it more legitimate and have some sort of like regulatory body come in there and yeah, make it um, more legitimate. Cause I do think that's part of like the limitation of it too, is that there's somewhere it's like you can take, and I don't remember which one it is, but like, I remember there was one online that like we found when I was working at the gym at the time that was like, uh, you could take an open book, like online, like true or false test with like 50 I think that's questions. I think that's the one I did. <laughs> and then it's like, you could like take it as many times as you wanted to like pass it. And then it, you yeah. just printed out your certificate. <laughs> so yeah, probably not the best. Yeah. So the clients that you have, mm-hmm. how do they, how did you get in touch with them? Most of the clients that I have now are still ones that were from the fitness center that I worked at and they followed me, which gotcha. I'm incredibly grateful for. But some I have actually acquired and mainly the only thing I'm doing as far as like that goes is just like word of mouth uh, and just trying to push my stuff on social media and yeah. get it out there. Which is tough. It is. I mean, if you get connected, it, it only takes one person though, right? You get the right client and then they start pushing it out. I mean, I'm kind of seeing that. Just even with this podcast, right? If you get the right guest on and then they push it out and all that stuff. Let me ask you this. There's Mm -hmm. so many, like I said, I've been involved in the world of fitness for a long time. I've done everything from the Ironman triathlons to powerlifting to you name it. Just my weight has fluctuated from 240 pounds, like 170 pounds. Mm -hmm. Like I've done it, been there, done that. What are some of the common issues that you see whether it be fitness or nutrition that people are really suffering from i know it's kind of a long list but what is something you see when you get new clients they come to you and they're just all jacked up and some of the myths that are out there oh my god uh i can't i don't even know where to start as far as like myths go but like <laughs> when clients, let's start with this I'm yeah gonna, <laughs> i'm gonna start with this because you're gonna cringe when i tell you this because i still do this i know yeah. this is bad i weigh myself every morning and my eating is dictated off that number on the scale is that a common it can be um that and like there's a big thing too where it's like you've been doing like all of the things and you're like man like i've really been killing it like i got uh higher weight like on my one of my lifts this week and then you like step on the scale and it's not what you want to see. And then that like dictates your like mood for the rest of the day like that number shouldn't have like that much power over you because like your worth is not tied up in that number so but it's it's such a hard thing like it's definitely a mindset thing that you just need to work on and I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with like someone weighing themselves every day because you can get like some good uh data off of that but it drives some people crazy and I think it's more so like the intent behind it like if you're just looking at it and using it as a tool to like measure progress then that's fine if you're tying how you're eating or your worth to it as a human being, then we have some things to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I don't, my number is always like 200 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. I've just, and, and I've come on with that number just over the years where I feel really good. Like when running, like when I was 220 pounds, very strong, 
didn't feel that great running. Mm-hmm. I wasn't very flexible, not mobile. And then I got all the way down to like 170 pounds doing the Ironman stuff. Was like a little twig, like not strong or anything. Uh, so came up on this number 200. But no, I, trust me, I am fully aware it's an unhealthy relationship with the scale. And I even worked with a coach for two years. And him and I had conversations about it. And he was just like, dude, it doesn't. Who cares if you're 204 that day? Like, exactly. As long as you're hitting your performance, like if you feel good, who cares? Mm-hmm. You know? And I trust me, I've gotten much better with it. I bring it up almost as like a joke, but it definitely does dictate my eating. And I just have that random number. But I feel like I can't be the only one. I'm no. sure there's, that's more common than people think. Yeah, absolutely. It, it absolutely is. What are some of the big nutrition mistakes you think, or some of the fads that are out there, whether it be keto, intermittent fasting, fasting in general, um, high fat, low carb, all that stuff that like, give me some insight on that. Cause there's so many things out there like keto is huge. What's your opinion on it? Like what is, what's going on with all that? It's tough because I know that some of those things do work for some people, or if at the very least they work for some period of time for people. And that's the thing that like people latch on to. But I'm like a firm believer in like you kind of have to figure out what works for you. So typically if you are like, you know, doing Ironmans or even just like if you're into like weightlifting, stuff like that, your body does want carbs. So like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't recommend keto for someone who's like super active um, just because you don't have as much energy to put towards that. I mean, your body can, because the whole idea is that your body can run off of ketones and like, yes, that's also true. But like my other issue with keto too is that you do tend to lose some muscle mass with it too. And I'm like, no, that's like the opposite of what we're going for. (laughs) So like you will lose weight, but muscle mass can be compromised is a little bit of a casualty in that. So it's not necessarily my favorite. I know some people do really well on it. And then also just like, I feel like it's hard to stick to you after a while. Uh, So even if you, you know, even if you're not trying to like lift a bunch or, you know, like do a ton of endurance activities and stuff like that, even just like everyday life, it can be tough because true keto, you need to get to a certain point like you need to. And it's that's even slightly different for everyone too. like the amount of carbohydrate that you can get away with. Some people can get away with a little bit more. Some people get away with less, but it's usually pretty low. So it's like if you want to have a beer on the weekend or whatever, that could be enough carbs to throw you out of ketosis. And then to get back into true keto, it takes you a few days to get back there. It's like you kind of have to start the whole process over again. So and I think a lot of people are probably guessing. They're not actually measuring their ketones, yeah, which you can do. You can, yeah. But no, I think everybody's just guessing. And I think you you hit on a very crucial. So for whatever reason, keto is big in law enforcement. It is. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, I think I do know why because you will get results. Mm-hmm. Maybe for six months or so, but it's like this revolving cycle. I always talk to people and I love talking to people about fitness and nutrition. It's just, I'm really interested in it. And they're always like, oh, I'm starting keto in like the first eight, 10 weeks are doing great. And they're like, oh, I yeah. lost this weight. I lost this weight. And then you see them three months later and they're like, oh, I'm not really doing it anymore. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's shocking. Yeah. I'm so shocked by this. <laughs> I know I hate to be such a cynic. I'm just like, I just listen. I'm like, okay, cool. Cause like, especially if you're in that field, people want to tell you like all about what they're eating. And I'm like, I'm just like here to enjoy the dinner party just like you, but oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a very good point. <laughs> um, but I'll listen. It's whatever, but it's common. Like, the, you know, the three months later, they're like, yeah, I just, I couldn't keep up with it. I'm like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> 
I know something just from looking at your social media posts, like you're a, a giant advocate for moderation. Mm-hmm. And I think I've started to come back into that now over the years. But what's your mindset on moderation? I think it does get a bad reputation because it's sort of just like this amorphous thing where you're like moderation gives you too much wiggle room so like I need something more regimented so I can like stick to it but like the reality is if it's too regimented you won't typically stick to it after a while like keto for example or like low super low carb or low fat diets and stuff like again some people can stick to that long term and that's great for them but that's a small percentage of people I would say Um, so I'm personally big on moderation, but there's other things that you can kind of measure in the process to still sort of like quantify it. So we might not be necessarily like counting calories and macros, but how would you rate your hunger on a scale of one to 10 right now? How's your energy? Are you having like 2 PM slumps after a lunch? Okay. Well then like, let's look at what you're eating at lunch. Maybe we do need to adjust some stuff. Like if it's too carb heavy, that's probably why you're not feeling so great later on. Like, so there's still some stuff that you can troubleshoot, but it's a little bit, you're looking more, I guess, like at biofeedback. So like how your body is reacting. So it's not, it's definitely not just free for all. Like you can eat whatever you want, but it does leave you a little bit more room to like, you know, have a glass of wine at dinner. You don't have to spend like the next three days trying to get back in keto. It's just like you had a glass of wine and then just like at your next meal, you just pick up how you normally eat and you're done. That's it. So yeah, I think you hit on something there where I think, I don't think a lot of people really think about how uh, food interacts with their body, you know, and really getting in touch with like, I feel really bloated. I think a lot of people just feel bloated all the time, and they think that's, like, normal yeah. after you eat or whatever. But actually taking in the conscious time to think about, okay, well, I just ate X, Y, Z an hour ago. Like, how do I feel? Mm-hmm. How did I sleep last night? What are my hydration levels like? All that kind of stuff. And I also think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but once you get the hang of it, it's really not that hard. Exactly. kind of that, like, three- to six-month period where you learn something new and you're trying to figure it out. But then once it becomes second nature, it's so much easier than doing keto or this or that. It's just, mm-hmm. hey, man, just listen to your body. Yeah, and it does. There's definitely like a buffer period. And like I've had that experience with clients too where they're like, I feel like all I'm thinking about is food right now. Like, And they're like a few weeks into it. And I'm like, I know. But we're thinking about it a little bit differently. It's more of like you're not so focused on like what calories you're going to log in to like your tracker app or whatever and like weighing out your food and everything. It's more of we're focused, we're like laser focused on like how you're feeling. The difference between feeling like full stuffed and starving because we forget that over time too. So you're focusing more like on that sort of stuff. And I know it seems like you're hyper focused on food right now, but eventually once you kind of remember how to pay attention to how you're feeling then it sort of evens out and just like you said you don't have to like hyper focus it hyper focus on it as much anymore it's more like second nature so when you get a new client right like how does that process work do you sit down with them do you like what are some of the main things that you want to know like their goals like prior history like mm-hmm. take me through that so how does that work like with a new client uh so when they come in either like we would meet in person or now pretty much doing a lot of things more so virtually so we just do like zoom or facetime i have them fill out like a form beforehand 
Uh, and then we just get into it a little bit more in depth. So like, I do want to know, like, what have they tried in the past? What's worked? What hasn't? Um, do they have any like injuries or like surgeries in the past that have, you know, like affected how they move? Because I do need to know that if they're doing personal training, really like any sort of like health history stuff. What have they done? Not just like diet wise, but also like exercise in the past. When's the last time they did work out? What did they do? So it's like pretty much like a whole, like as much as I can, like health history that would yeah. like whatever sort of like relates to nutrition and fitness is kind of what we discuss. You know, it's interesting. So like I said, I worked with um, uh, a coach for two years. It was under the company OPEX. I don't know if you ever heard of them. They're very, they started out in Arizona. They kind of really got into the individualized coaching mm-hmm. early on. Uh, and that's what they're all about. Like, hey, everybody's different. And these CrossFit gyms are great. Get people together, work out. They're like, but Gene might want this. Uh, Kate might want this. You know what I mean? So they have different programs available. Yeah, one of the things early on was like we talked about nutrition. And there is a difference between nutrition for like performance mm-hmm. and nutrition for health. Because you kind of like athletes may not be the healthiest all the time. You know what I mean? They're really pushing their body to set a limit and cortisol's through the roof and they, they eat a certain way. Might not be the healthiest thing. You might have an awesome six pack and right. all this stuff going right. on. But yeah, I remember working with them. So what kind of, do you have like a list of fitness goals that kind of usually people fall within? Or like, do people just want to feel good? Or like, what are your, what do most people that come to you, what are they looking for? Most of them like just want to feel better or uh and this I probably should have mentioned this earlier too I haven't really had too many of them lately but like you asked about like how do you get clients um because of like my relationship with like the gym that I used to work at UDPT they will sometimes refer people to me so that's like and it's one of those things it's like they're done quote-unquote with you know like their rehab and their PT but then it's like they still want them to work out. So, which is nice because then I can have some conversations with their physical therapist and get some insight on like, what do they need to work with? What do we need to avoid? Like that sort of thing. So sometimes people come in because of that, because I know they still need to like work out and their doctor or their PT like said so. Um, some people do come cause they're like, I know I need, just need to get like healthier in general or lose weight. Or I have one girl who, is like really big into running and she knows that like strength training can help with that. So like she sees me for that now and we've been training for a while. So it just, it's, I would say it's kind of broad, but like at the end of the day, it's basically most people are just like, I just want to feel better. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably what most people, you know, they have these goals really in the end. That's kind of what you're going for. What are your fitness goals? Oh, right now. Um, <laughs> that's a very loaded question. <laughs> I had a lot before I got pregnant and had a child. And now it's just like, I definitely want to get back to like the strength that I had prior to or even when I was pregnant. Because um, like, I think I was like six or seven months pregnant. And I was like, I can still deadlift 130 pounds. And like right now I'm like, my kid's going to be 15 months like next week. And I'm like, oh my God, I finally broke 120. (laughs) um, Right now it's just like trying to build strength back after pregnancy. Honestly, I feel much better than I did like a few months ago now that I have a, I'm a little bit more consistent, but for me, that's kind of, which is sort of like a lukewarm goal right now, but it's just like, 
Hey, it's something. Something yeah. to work towards, right? I mean, yeah. It's just trying to be like more consistent. And I feel like that's fine too. Like, and as I've had clients too, like your goals sometimes change because your seasons of life change. So now I'm a mom and I'm still working part-time as a nurse and I'm also trying to build a business and I have a husband that works shift work. So yeah. like <laughs> way to go, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Interesting. What's been the what was the hardest transition for you? I mean, it's kind of a silly question. You become a mom. I mm-hmm. mean, but I'm not a mom. Uh, I know your time becomes less and less and you get pulled in a lot of different directions. Is that kind of the issue that a lot of people run into? I would say that for me personally and like for other moms that I know, I think that probably is the biggest issue. And it's just tough because I feel like you always have mom guilt. So like when you do have a free minute, you're like, oh, I should be doing something that I enjoy. But like also I need to clean the house. Also, I want to hang out with my kid. Like, <laughs> it's a constant yeah, battle. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's very tough. I mean, we have our second kid on the way in end of March. Uh, my wife's too. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and I'm already game plan. Well, we I have like a home gym set up, which yeah. is if you don't have a home gym set up, you got to. That has been a game changer, I will say Get that. on board. Yeah. And I was very lucky because I did it a year before COVID happened. Mm-hmm. I just kind of made the decision to do it. I have everything. And. And the whole key to that is just, you don't, I mean, you're probably going to wind up spending at least $1,000. You don't have to do it all, all at once. Right, right. Just get little things here and there. But I'm already game planning in my head. Okay, two kids, you know, I already make sacrifices now in the sense of I'll get up at 2.30 in the morning, you know, to work out. Like, I will do that uh, just because that's how important fitness is to me. But, man, the second kid's a big question mark. I'm like, well, I'm going to find a way to get it in yeah. at some point. And I know my wife will too. You know what she did? I mean, walking was huge for her. Just walking with the kid, you know, and with this, with our son doing March, I mean, those first few months, she'll have April, May, June, have some nice weather. Yeah, it's true. To get out and walk. So that'll be nice. When you're uh, programming fitness routines for people, how far in advance do you give to them? Do you give them the whole week? Is it like a daily thing? Like, what are you doing with that? So the way I program is typically their routine will change up monthly. So I write because they're working out once or twice a week with me or they're working out with me and then like on their own. Um, So. Oh, so that's cool. So they physically work out with you? Yeah, like during their train. Well, I have so I have a couple different options. So that's yeah. one of them is to do like actual personal training that's sessions, awesome. either like in person or um, via Zoom. Uh, the other option is people can just pay monthly for the programming and then I just check in with them like how are things going right do we need to switch anything out like you know how we you know what's going on with that so and then we just make adjustments as needed and then that changes up every month so I know like uh, people have different like theories on how they program stuff like I know CrossFit is like it changes pretty much like every every time you come in every day yeah so with the way that I program stuff, it's a little bit different. So you basically alternate back and forth between like the two workouts that I program for you that month. And it's going to be like a little bit of everything um, that will work everything. And then, at the, you know, the next month comes up, then we change it up. And it's still like a little bit of everything. But then I'm also like, as we're going along, it's like we're still trying to either like increase reps here and there, increase weight that sort of stuff. So they're still getting like that progressive overload. But even though they're doing like the same two workouts that month. 
Um, so it's still like, and I don't, the way that I like it is like, I feel like four to six weeks is when you would want to switch up a workout program anyway, because your body does adapt. It's super good at that. Uh, but at the same time, like four weeks gives you enough time to like practice those movements. So you do get more efficient to them, more efficient with them. So especially like with beginners, you can progress like some most of my clients who have been with me for a while and now it's more of just like we're still progressing like weight wise but then we switch up like the exercises obviously like every month for the programming but like it is really cool to see beginners how like you start off with like something like super simple and then like a couple months later you're like oh my god we can do more complex things now yeah. like <laughs> it's awesome yeah once they get that mind and muscle connection they can actually start doing things and their mm-hmm. bodies know how to respond yeah it's funny you brought up the CrossFit program because I have nothing against CrossFit. Like I do do CrossFit style workouts. My only thing against CrossFit is how much they change things up because I'm a big progress guy. Like I love seeing progress and that's yeah. what just keeps me going. Uh, it's very tough in CrossFit. I mean, I know they do benchmark workouts and there's, you know, you do Fran and hey, here's my Fran time from three months ago. Here it is now. Right. But I recently just started getting into like a seasonal periodization thing mm-hmm. where during the winter time. It's, you know, you're heavy lifting. Now I'm transitioning into kind of a mix of both, throw some swimming in there. Summertime's more cardio, triathlon stuff and and kind of going that route. Because I would always get in this vicious cycle of do heavy lifting for eight weeks in a row. And then my body's just kind of beat down. And then I would just still keep doing it like an idiot. And just my tendons would start having issues. I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, hey, dumb, dumb. Like you keep deadlifting and squatting every other day. Like you're going to run into issues. What are like when people sign up with you, right? Mm-hmm. You do these programs for a month out. Um, are people ever like confrontational? They're like, hey, I don't want to do this, or hey, I think I should be doing this. Like, has that ever happened? I mean, I take like you know when we like sit down initially I do want to know like what their goals are obviously besides like what their health history is so like I do you know put that into play with like their programming um so if people have like requests or questions or something like that I'm like hey like we can kind of like work into this you know doing something a little bit different but like if they want something completely different programming wise then I that's just not how I do things. Like, yeah, I feel like I have to draw, right like, I know I'm like, oh, just draw a line in the sand somewhere. Like, I did do that when I first started off, like, turning at the gym. Like, we just, like, wrote our workouts on the fly. Like, for it was, like, different for every client. And it's, like, you're jotting it down, like, in a composition book. And this, I'm, like, it, my type A personality. I'm, like, I have an Excel spreadsheet. And, like, this is the weight that we're doing Tuesday. And then next week, we're going to bump it up a little bit. So, like, yeah. um. I like the organization of it. Um, And like people don't really complain either. Like I pretty much lay it out from the get go, though, too. Like, hey, here's your list of expectations you can expect from me as a coach sort of thing. So like from the very beginning, like they they know what they're getting. I think people sometimes get upset if like there aren't like boundaries and lines in the sand and, you know, and then they find out like later, like, oh, this isn't what like I thought it was going to be because I've had that happen before too. just learn from it. <laughs> yeah. Nobody really complains, which is nice. Yeah, but if great. they did, I would just be like, hey, like maybe this isn't like maybe we can work something out like this is the you know, this is the reasoning why I do what I do. And then if not, then, you know, like I know a really good CrossFit gym. I don't mean to like pick on them. I do know that they change their workout 
all the time. But like, hey, there's a really good no, CrossFit gym in Wilmington. Right. No, no, I don't want to pick on them. <laughs> um, or like, I don't really know how, I know like Orange Theory is like really popular too. So I don't know if, but I don't really know as much about them. So I don't know if they change their workouts every day or what, but it would be like, oh, maybe you should try like something like that. So it's just, yeah. Do family and friends come to you for a lot of advice? Uh, more so my friends do. Sometimes my family will ask me like some stuff here and there, but some of my friends are like really into working out. So they'll be like, Hey, have you seen, you know, like this thing or whatever? Like, what's your opinion on that? Or just general, I feel like general, like fitness and nutrition stuff. So have you ever done any competitive stuff? Like you ever like, um, 5k runs or like, what, what do you enjoy doing other than lifting? Or maybe Uh, that is what you enjoy. Right now, like, I feel like I've kind of gone through phases with stuff I really liked. Uh, Right now, it's more so just, like, weight training. And I think because there is a little bit more, like, variety to it. And I don't know. For some reason, that's, like, my thing right now. Because I'm like, oh, look how much weight, like, I'm trying to lift. But, like, I also like the way that my body feels, though, too. Like, I feel like I function better. Like, my joints don't really get sore. Like, that sort of thing. Uh, So I'm doing a lot of more so, like, lifting and yoga these days. When I first got into fitness, I was running half marathons, not very fast. (laughs) I want to clarify, but I've done like several of those. I did do a full marathon once, which I would like never do ever again. Where did you do it? I did the Delaware one in May where it's like two half marathon loops, which is like terrible. (laughs) Yeah. That's an all, that's a mind. uh, Yeah. yeah. That second loop like was, was pretty, pretty rough mentally. When did you do it? Oh, God, it's been a few years. I want to say like five years ago at least. Was it just like a bucket list thing for you? Yeah, basically. I'd done like a few half marathons and I was like, oh, I can do a full. And so like I'm glad I did it, but I probably wouldn't do it again. (laughs) Marathons, like I've never run. I mean, I've ran a marathon just because I did the Ironman thing, Mm -hmm. but I've never run a marathon in and of itself. And I really, I I don't think I will. It doesn't interest me at all. Mm Mm-mm. Trust me, I'm all about doing difficult things, but right. I don't know. It just seems boring. Yeah. Know. But anyway, uh, what did I originally ask you? I think, um, oh, competitive stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you just hit on something too with the weightlifting. Weightlifting is, for me anyway, it's so black and white where are you making progress or you're not making progress? Like, did you lift this number or did you not lift this number? Now, do you just deal more with compound movements or are you yeah. getting it to, so you don't do any Olympic lifting or anything like that? Mm-mm. Yeah. It's another big CrossFit thing. It is. Crossfitters, I'm sorry. The snatch, uh, power cleans are great. I think power cleans are phenomenal. Uh, man, that snatch movement, it's just such a complex movement it that is. should not be done, be done 15, 20 times in a row. What do I know? I think even that, I'm like, oh, God, like, I, I hate to say it, but I'm like, everything, like, anyone asks me in, like, fitness and nutrition, I'm like, oh, it depends. But, like, even, like, that, like, people I think can get away with, if you've been doing CrossFit, like, for so long that, like, that snatch movement is so practiced, like, over years and years and years, that it's almost, like, second nature. Or if you have, like, an Olympic lifting background before sure. you did CrossFit, like, your body is, like, pretty much wired to do that movement. Someone who's, like, been in CrossFit for, like, a year or two and then goes to try and compete like high level i'm like oh that's gonna be rough on your yeah, body yeah. like your the shoulder mobility is not there you, your body hasn't been accustomed to that yeah that the thing i'll say this about crossfit crossfit what they've tapped into is they've made fitness fun yes absolutely. and they have tapped into the competitive nature mm-hmm. but people in a group they want to be competitive and it's fun that's that's awesome rather than working out by yourself we were doing group workouts on the squad level 
this is like before COVID hit and even kind of like in the beginning before we kind of knew what was going on. But I will say there's, there's something we said for group, group fitness. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it really does, you know, I enjoy going in my garage and working out by myself, but if I can get together with two or three other people from time to time, yeah, it definitely makes things a lot more fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm, that's why I'm like, I don't want to not CrossFit because like, like any other, I feel like fitness thing out there, like there's good and bad with it. So I think CrossFit gets a bad rap, but I don't want it to come off that I hate them. No. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I do, like you said, I'm like, I like the spirit of it. Like I like that it gets people excited about exercise, but they've like, it's the whole community presence of it too. Like being a part of something that's like bigger and with other like-minded people. So yeah, they definitely yeah. tapped into something there. Yeah. So what are some of the nutritional struggles that you have? Right now, I feel like I used to, again, like working and having a baby, uh, I used to cook a lot more from scratch. And now it's sort of like a combo of like, what can I throw together that's like still healthy that doesn't, you know, I don't have like a ton of time to prepare. So yeah. like lots of prepackaged salads and <laughs> stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's honestly like the biggest thing really because I'm like I don't really have it's not hard for me to eat like protein and veggies and fruit and stuff like that but it's more of just like the the time right now do you meal prep at all because I know that's big with a lot of people I personally don't but uh loosely like with that too like like do you recommend that to your clients like that kind of stuff nutrition uh with I think it depends on the person like some people do really well with it and they like want to just like even just for the sake of like work though I mean that's like pretty much the meal prepping that I do is like I make sure like my lunch and snacks are packed basically so I can just grab it and go so I think it just depends some people can get like crazy and stressed out about it and I'm like okay well this is not like that's the opposite of what we want to do so like this is not the way for you like let's figure out something else that we can do so you're still eating healthier even if maybe you have to order lunch out or something like that Instead of like, you know, packing up your five lunches for the week or whatever, if it's going to stress you out. Why do you think, why do you think food in general is such an issue for a lot of people? It's so multifaceted just because like some people using, use it as a coping mechanism. I mean, if you think about the holidays too, like we all have an emotional attachment to food or certain foods and it's like, I feel like it people miss the mark a little bit when they're like, oh, food is just fuel. And I'm like, that's true. I mean, it is, but it's also like information that your body needs to take in. It's also culture and tradition and even just like whether you like it or not. So some people, like I said, use it as a coping mechanism where they overeat or undereat. So there's, it's like, yes, physiology, but also psychology that plays a huge, huge part into it. Yeah, you touched on a little bit earlier, but the body image stuff, mm-hmm. probably more of an issue with younger females than than guys. I mean, I, I know there's guys out there who have the same thing going on, but yeah, you just said something where food is not just fuel. Mm-hmm. My wife and I go back with this all the time because I'm not a big like seasonings guy. Like I don't use a lot of seasonings and I just eat plain stuff and she's yeah. like, you're a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> like my wife loves food. Like when yeah. we go out, she's like, this is so good. Yeah. And sometimes I get jealous because I'm like, man. Like you're really enjoying that, and I I do enjoy food, but that just goes to show you that like people are different. Mm-hmm. Everybody's different. Yeah. Some people really, really, really like ice cream and cake and all that kind of stuff, and it's great. Right. You just have to find that like moderation level. Yeah. 
So how often do you check up on your clients? Typically weekly at the very least. Some of them I see more often than that because of just like how they're training. But typically once a week at the minimum. You think that's a good once a week is enough? It's not like too much where it's invasive, but it's... I don't think so. I mean, again, I'm like kind of just like lay lay it out. So either like we're having like an actual like session of some sort, either like a like nutrition coaching session or like a personal training session, or it's just like an email or a text message just kind of checking in like, hey, how'd your week go? What were some wins that you had? What do you feel like we need to troubleshoot? What do you have coming up next week? And how many clients do you have right now? Right now, for training, I have, I want to say 10, I think, altogether. That's a lot. Between either whether I'm doing like in-person or virtual or some sort of just like monthly programming. Yeah. And then also just because, again, because of COVID, I do do like virtual like group coaching. So, which is like, it's small. There's only like typically three or four people that like come but they come pretty consistently so it's like i know who's going to be there like every like tuesday and friday at 12 30 on yeah. zoom so you just put something out not too long ago it was like a six-week thing right yeah so, so what's that about so that's on moderation again so it's more of like a crash course because typically like it's stuff that just needs to be practiced because a lot of it you are you know like paying attention to the biofeedback stuff that i mentioned earlier so like hunger energy cravings sleep stuff like that Uh, so it is a little bit of like a crash course Uh, so i have a small group of people sign up for that and we're only like two weeks in now but like it's been interesting so far uh like the first week i had was like hey like list all the food rules that like you feel like you have followed are following or feel like you should follow it's just funny like seeing some of that stuff because we're like, there's a lot of overlap from like what people were sharing. And it's like all in a Facebook group. So I'm like trying to foster some sort of like community, obviously, even though we're all separate right now. Um, But like, then it's nice though, too, because then it's like they get into their own conversations about stuff. But like all the food rules, they either like overlapped or like contradicted each other. And I'm like, oh, this is why like nutrition's so confusing. Yeah, it is. Um, But basically it's that it's like each week I am giving them like a different like lesson more or less um on like what they're to focus on this week so this week it was basically like what three things have you noticed like out of your like food rules that you listed and like i made them do like a three-day food log um like what three things are you doing that are already like sort of healthy ish that you can focus on and like let's focus on like the big stuff rather than like some smaller things like some of those like food rules that like might not really like hold a lot of weight or like big dial movers towards what you want to do. So that's kind of where we're at right now. And then like next week we'll talk about like what does moderation feel like the difference between kind of like I mentioned earlier, like are you starving, stuffed or satisfied? So like stuff like that, just like moving through each week. So I try to like break it down. So it's like bite size, for lack of a better word, no pun intended, um, <laughs> each week. <laughs> so when they come to you, right, when they mm-hmm. when they make that little list, mm-hmm. do you ever, do you ask them like why? Like, what, okay, well, why, why do you follow this rule or where did you hear this? Like, do you ever get into that? And I would say more like individualized I do. So like one-on-one, then we would like take a little bit of a deeper dive. Um, and I do do that like with their goals. Like if they have certain goals, sometimes like on the surface, you're like, oh, I want to lose like 10 pounds. I'm like, okay, cool. But like, why though? Like, 
And it's like there's always a different, like a deeper reason why. Sometimes you got to ask why like a few times, but you'll get to it. Um, And then you find out that like that's their like real motivation towards their goal. So like I have more of an opportunity, I feel like, to do that with one-on-one coaching and group. It's a little bit different because you're not, it's not quite as individualized, but it still kind of gets them on the path. They still get some stuff out of it. Yeah. My wife does this to be funny sometimes, but I eat eggs every day. I eat Mm -hmm. three to four eggs every day. You know, the whole thing, not just the whites or anything. Mm-hmm. And she's always like, oh, you're going to get high cholesterol. But she says that because it's funny to her because mm-hmm. just the every six months, somebody comes out with something new. And, you know, I you know I get my blood work done every year, so I kind of know what works for my body and stuff. But I think people just get confused. They don't know what, am I supposed to eat this? Am I not supposed to eat this? Like, like, what's going on? I hear a lot of, trust me, I'm not a nutritional expert at all. I do read a lot of things, but that doesn't really mean anything. Uh, I do ask people a lot of times, like, well, like, well, why do you say that? Like, if they if they make a comment about a food or a food group or something they should or should not be doing, I'm always like, well, okay, well, why are you saying that? There's usually a long pause, and it's like, well, I don't really know. Yeah. I heard it one time. Or, yeah, you must deal with that all the time. Yeah. And, like, the egg thing is big, too, because I'm like, people still, like, you know, I'm like, you're going to die on that hill, but, like, it's going <laughs> to... Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I eat a lot of eggs as well, actually, <laughs> and the entire thing. But like, that's one of those things where, you know, they found out with research that like dietary cholesterol doesn't always influence what your blood levels of cholesterol are. Right now, they're saying it's more so saturated fat. And now even with that, now they're like, well, some saturated fat is good. So like, I think it's confusing just because... I feel like nutrition and fitness too are relatively like newer sciences. So you're just witnessing like the scientific method, like as it's happening. So that's why I feel like a few years ago, they're like, oh, eggs are bad. It's going to raise your cholesterol. And now it's like, oh no, they're good again. And it's just, I think it's just like the more we learn, we're probably going to see more of that in the future with different things. Yeah. You put that very well. It really is kind of like, it's a newer thing. So really the scientific method is just playing out right before Mm -hmm. our eyes. Like, Here's a hypothesis. Let's test it. And then somebody else tests it. And like, well, you're wrong. And then it just keeps going back and forth. And eventually we'll get. Yeah. I mean, something new will come out anyway. But Yep, exactly. Yeah, eggs. Eggs is a funny one. That and just meat and all those things in general. I just, my, I, what I tell people, if people ask me, I just say, well, just get your blood work done every year. And then you'll have a general idea of, do you have high cholesterol? And some people just naturally do have higher cholesterol yeah, and their do. body reacts to it differently. They do. I can eat six eggs a day and have wonderful cholesterol. Somebody else, maybe not. And maybe they can't eat red meat. And I think the moral of the story is, you know, you got to get your levels tested. And that's why we're fortunate here, at least at the county police where, where I work. But, you know, we can do that every year and it's, yeah. it's covered and it's nice. I don't think a lot of people, I think they're just guessing a lot. Yeah. I don't even think they know. There's a lot of talk about there about vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Great for your immune system, allegedly. I don't really know. Uh, and people just kind of randomly take extra vitamin D. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, how much you taking? Like, oh, I'm taking another 5,000 IUs every day. Yeah. Cool. Why? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, oh, well, you know, that could be bad for you. You know, it could. I think if you take too much vitamin D, I don't know if you know this or not, but it does something with the calcium in your body. It like, it, if you take too much, your body stores extra calcium and then that builds up. It's not a good thing. Yeah. And I think COVID probably hasn't helped anything where everybody's trying to boost their immune system and vitamin C, vitamin D. Go ahead. You can go on a rant about that if it's, you want. <laughs> it's like you're still my facial expression. Yeah. 
Um, oh man, like I love, like I have a love hate relationship. I feel like with supplements like that in general, because they this they can be very helpful. And again, like you said, like for me, I've I had blood work done like before I got pregnant, and I was already taking like prenatal vitamins, and they were like, we're getting into winter time, and like your vitamin D levels are still low, so you need to take more on top of that. And then when I had our child and I was breastfeeding, I had to take like a lot of vitamin D, like a lot, a lot, because it was like for me and for her. So I do think it's important that people get blood work done and also like pay attention to how you feel and stuff too. Like there's a lot that goes into it, but you're so right. Like people are just like, oh, like the supplement's supposed to help with that. And then I'm just going to take it. And it's like sometimes like vitamin D is one of them. Like it can come in different amounts so it's like well how do you know like what amount you need do you even need to take it like yep. maybe you don't yeah so. you might be fine i mean i got mine tested and just i i don't get a lot of sunlight and mm. then i'm worried about skin cancer too so i wear sunscreen all the time and that's kind of inhibiting my ability to you know soak up the sun and all that kind of stuff yeah. so just trying to get around all that but yeah i remember my daughter we were giving her some vitamin d drops or something mm-hmm. yeah it's like you can do like one or the other basically they're like vitamin d drops or like at the time i was pretty like at least for like the first like 10 almost 11 months of her life she was like being breastfed so like i was like i'm already at the time i was like well i'm already taking vitamin d anyway so like i'm already in the habit of taking it so if i'm just taking a higher dose like that's not a big deal to me so do you have that discussion with your clients and like are you comfortable giving them i don't know how it works with giving supplement advice like It's like a weird gray area. Like I feel like I can get away with like a little bit more because I, I am an RN. So like I have a little bit more like knowledge and background and just like to me, I'm like, this is like patient education. But like at the same time, I also like I'll never tell someone like you should take this supplement. I might give some general information like, hey, like next time you're at your doctor, maybe like ask them first but you have questions about xyz or whatever like we can talk about it and i can give you information on it uh once you get into that like where you start like telling people what sub like supplements to take i'm like ooh, i don't want that on my conscience on my license on my like i don't know that makes me kind of nervous but yeah. i'm happy to like talk about them yeah the guy who was my coach right through opex mm-hmm. he i think he's still affiliated with opex he's the same age as me but he left there a couple years ago Shipped out to Arizona. He's now in medical school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes he would be like, hey, send me your blood work. Like, I'm just, just for his own curiosity. Yeah, he's like, ah, yeah. let me see what we got going on here. So he's a great resource to have on. I'm trying to get him to come on here because he's just a, a wealth of knowledge. He really got into the health and wellness stuff and coaching people. And he had, he had just like a huge impact on me as far as just bringing, like, making me actually sit down and think about like, hey, what are you doing, dude? Mm-hmm. Like, what are your goals? Yep. What are we doing here? Are you just coming in the gym and working out? or, And and also, even with that, I think some people just can get away with that. Yeah. I think some people are totally content, and they're like, I don't really care. Yeah, I do. I just want to go to the gym. I have some clients that are like that, too. They're like, this is like, I know because I have an appointment with you and I'm paying for it, that like I come in twice a week. That's where we're at right now. And I'm like, all right, cool. That's, I mean, it's their goal. So like, whatever it is, I'm like, cool, like, let's go with it. That's That's fine. Yeah, what do you personally enjoy about the whole coaching thing? I enjoy watching like their progress and then also like I I think just because I've had like s- 
you know, clients for a while. Like I genuinely value like the relationships that I have with them as well too. So part of it is like getting them healthier. You know, they enjoy exercise. I enjoy training them. Like it's definitely a very like mutual thing, but then it's like in the process, you also get to like, I mean, you talk about their goals, but then you also get to learn about like their families and like what they enjoy and stuff like that. So it's definitely like several several things but like I can't tell you like the satisfaction that comes from like watching someone get down like an exercise that you've been working on or they're like it's just like simple simple stuff where they're like uh I didn't have a hard time like lifting the kitty the huge thing of kitty litter out of my trunk anymore and I never really thought about it until now and it's like oh we've been we've been lifting like okay So, like, that stuff, like, when I hear about how it affects their, like, daily lives in a better way, like, that is the most satisfying thing I feel like I can hear yeah, <laughs> from that's someone. Great. I mean, yeah, just, just your uh, daily life activities. Yeah. It makes life easier. It does. The stronger you get. It does. Whether it's picking your kid up or picking your dog up or carrying groceries in, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really does have a major impact. So, and correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I went through a phase where I was trying to get people to be into fitness. Mm-hmm. I don't think that works. So I think, like, I don't know how well it would work for you to, I don't know, like, go out there and, like, rah, rah, fitness, like, come do this. Is it, am I correct in saying that, like, people have to want to do this and, like, seek you out kind of thing? Is that right? Yeah, to a certain degree. I mean, I think. Like you also, I think it also like depends on what I guess like your style is like as a trainer and also like what your philosophy is. Like I am totally not the person to come to if you want to go do like bodybuilding, powerlifting, um, an Ironman, <laughs> like anything like that. I'm like, ooh, that's not me. I know people who I can send you to, but I think it just depends on what people are looking for, honestly. So it's like... And I just use social media as an example because it's honestly like the only way to really, I feel like, get the word out now is like it's kind of like a free marketing platform. I mean, you could argue that because I feel like they, you know, they sell your info or whatever, but like (laughs) to some degree, (laughs) to some degree, it's free marketing. But it's just, I feel like just putting like your message out there. So, like, I just feel, I feel like you would attract people by association. So if people like I'm big on obviously like moderation with nutrition and exercise too, I'm all about like trying to fit it into your life. I've had, I feel like most of my clients who have come to me either like haven't worked out in a while or they're like newbies. So like, I want to put that out there too, because it can be super intimidating if you don't like know what you're doing to step foot inside of a gym somewhere. There's like all this equipment. Cause I've, obviously started from somewhere like I was that person too yeah I went through the same thing so when I started at that OPEX gym mm-hmm. I mean that's like a OPEX they train I mean so they do train a lot of CrossFit athletes who are mm-hmm. just studs they're savages and they just send them and then they do very well in the CrossFit games like that's the kind of like but they also deal with 50 and 60 year olds mm-hmm. who just want to get started yeah but I remember even I even knew the guy who owned the gym and even me going there having years of fitness under my belt, I was very intimidated. Yeah. So just imagine somebody who is like been out of the game for a long time, really not happy with how they feel, their appearance, all that stuff. Like, and maybe the Zoom stuff, maybe that's better. 
I don't know, maybe it's like an easier transition for them to kind of do things on their own. I don't yeah. know if that's true or not. But. It can be just because it's like, it's, I mean, you're in your own house. So you're in your own environment. You're familiar with the surroundings. Like, I know some people are concerned. They're like, everyone's going to look at me like I'm doing it wrong. And it's like, no, people are way too wrapped up in like what they're doing at the gym. So like, I promise like it's going to be okay. <laughs> like, yep. But just like the atmosphere is, is completely different. So it can be helpful. And that's like one thing I keep like trying to put out there too is like, just show up. Like, it's cool. We'll figure it out. Like, I don't really care what equipment you have. I mean, I had someone, especially like early on in quarantine, like COVID times where like you couldn't get fitness equipment. And like she was working out with a backpack filled with books and a laundry detergent container. I'm like, cool, let's go. That's like, awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, and, and on the other side of that, being in person, I just like go back to my own story because it's easy for me to think yeah. about it. But like kettlebell swings, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I'm just yanking that weight up in the air. like, yeah. and I, But I was strong enough to like, yeah. hey, this is – and then for somebody to actually be like, oh, it's kind of like a hip hinge. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You shouldn't really be swinging that weight up, that kind of thing. So that's got to be difficult. Do you have people send you videos? Like if you're doing new movement, do you do any of that? Like – Hey, send me a video of this. It's more like um, like my uh, couple clients who are doing like some like just the virtual programming where like I just write them their program and they just kind of go at it. I have a YouTube channel, so they have the demos of those exercises. So I'm like, hey, go, you know, there's some new stuff in there. Make sure you check out the video first. But then usually it's just like email or text. I check in with them, but like I always let them know. I'm like, Hey, if like something's feeling funny or whatever, like let's just hop on FaceTime. Let me see what it looks like. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh my God, stop. Yeah. Whatever you're doing. <laughs> um, but like to me that, I don't know, that's like, I think it's just cause it was drilled into me like from the get go when I started as a trainer is that like form is so important just because it's like you get the most out of the movement, um, depending on how their form is, like it could set them up for some injury risk stuff. And it's like, you know, fitness is never injury, like risk free or whatever. Yeah, my shoulder's jacked up right now. And I, I really pay attention to form. <laughs> yeah. I just, it's, sometimes it just happens, it just but happens. like you do reduce the risk of that. And like, I want to make sure, like you said, kettlebell swings looks like you're just kind of yanking it up in the air. And I'm like, oh man, it's like much, a much more complex movement than that. So like, you definitely need more like structure and breakdown of like how your body and like how to progress to that too. So like, if I were to teach someone kettlebell swings from scratch, like I never just put a kettlebell in their hand and I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do. It's like, nope, we're going to focus on like hip hinging. How do you feel when you're on even just like um like holding a plank, like a high plank on the ground? Because basically the position that you're in at the top of a kettlebell swing. So it's like, is your body super tense? Cool. Remember that we're going to be at that position when the kettlebell is like up around shoulder height. So just like breaking down like different stuff, like it's a process. I tried to teach my sister. Here's why I'm not a trainer. I'm not, I'm not very good at teaching people. I'm really not. Like I'm not good at explaining. I'm like, just look at me. Just, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do, you, what, do you see how this looks? Yeah. I tried to teach my sister how to do kettlebell swings. And I think I started out, like, I did exactly the opposite of what you just said. I just handed her a 35-pound kettlebell. And I was like, hey, just watch. Like, the kettlebell should just float up. I was giving the right, like, yeah. cues, but no, it didn't work. She did eventually get it at some point in time. Maybe she was just being nice and went home and watched some YouTube videos or something. But no, that's very challenging to, especially if somebody's, you know, hasn't, ever done that and maybe they were involved in athletics growing up like teaching them those movements yeah that's great you have a youtube channel that's a phenomenal i didn't even think of that that's a great idea is that wh- where can people find that is it- it's just it's just 
Kate Mackey Wellness. Oh my God, I'm on there like all the time, and I'm like, what is my YouTube channel handle? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, is it is there a link to it on your website? Yes, there is. There you go. Yeah, that, that works. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who do you use for your website? Uh, I use WordPress right now. Oh, uh, okay. So it was, I mean, it's still use the free version. So one of these days I'll upgrade, but right now it's just everything has been pretty much DIY at this point. Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, I went on your website. It looks, I mean, it looks nice. Oh, um, thanks. <laughs> I asked because obviously I'm brand new into this and social media. So the platform I use for the podcast basically gives you a website. Okay. But it's, you know, the, it's, I, I don't remember. I'm an awful business person. It's like the handbook um dot fm slash captivate like captivate is a platform i use okay so i am now exploring how do i just get it to be like the handbook.com you know what i mean or yeah i mean to get your own because like mine because i don't pay for like the upgraded version of wordpress which is like ridiculous because i looked the other day and i'm like it is eight dollars a month like are you for real that cheap like i'll drop money on like other stuff business yeah. related and like not think twice about it but i don't know why um but it's like it's kate mackey wellness or is it it's like wordpress.com backslash kate mackey wellness okay so that's like, how mine is yeah, you yeah, would yeah. have to just pay like i have um like a google business account i do pay for that because it's more confidentiality for emails back and forth for clients so like that was important to me so i'm like i have no problem dropping like a fee each month for that i didn't even know that was a thing yeah like you can upgrade so okay. um with that because you pay for a business account you can get like your own domain through um godaddy so like initially when i first like went out on my own because i had to create like a new email address it was just like katemackywellness at gmail.com and then since i like upgraded to the business like the google business account and it's like cheap i think it's like five or six dollars a month then because i got like my own domain then i can get like my own email address so it's like kate at katemackywellness.com gotcha yeah that makes sense because Jen Boy Lowe has like, uh, I don't know who she uses, but she's got a really nice website. And I kept looking at all these people. I'm like, how do I do this? I feel like it's like pay to play. Like if I you, think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Like if like the WordPress has one where it's like you can get your own personalized domain where they drop the WordPress off of it. But it's like you have to pay their fee per month. And then I know there's like also Wix and Squarespace. Like I don't know as much about them, but I'm assuming it's probably like the same thing. Yeah. Squarespace is very popular. Mm -hmm. The Joe Rogan podcast. That's always like one of his first ads is squarespace yeah i gotta look into that i'm writing that down yeah it, i gotta it, get official over here i can't be like you know exactly but it is totally a process like it's just like a little bit like each time and then i don't know you just kind of figure it out as you go yeah back to teaching people mm -hmm. did you have some learning curves in the beginning like with this whole process of training um did you make some errors in the beginning like giving people advice or Obviously, you've gotten better over time. But is there anything you can think of where you're like, man, I kind of sucked in the beginning? Yeah, like I feel like I picked up exercises and like how to teach them and stuff like that. But I was not necessarily like good at modifying them for everyone. And that I feel like is just one of those things that just comes with time. Like I just didn't I just didn't have an, enough practice and to know like what I could substitute like some stuff for. And it's like, that's like the last thing that you want is for your client to like feel inadequate or like a failure. And you're like, this is not what I want. Like, so I think it's, it's just, I just think it takes time. Like it just took time for me to like learn stuff that's like still going to get similar, still going to work the same sort of like muscle groups, but maybe it's like they can attain like X versus 
why. Yeah, the guy I worked with before when we were doing like the Olympic movements, I mean, he had it. We'll even just take a deadlift, for example. I mean, mm-hmm. he had like phases to it. Yep. Like, here's phase one. Can you do this? All right, mm-hmm. then we're going to move on to this. Yep. And then that went into power cleans and overhead stuff and all that because it was very complicated. They even are. with the kettlebell swing, mm-hmm. it was like we didn't even, we didn't pick up a kettlebell for a while. Nope. Show me you can hip hinge. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, let's work on your hip hinge. I was like, what are you? Yeah. What? It's like you got a deadlift before you can kettlebell swing. Yes. Yeah. Do you have, what kind of equipment do you have at home? Do you have any of the aerobic, do you have like a, a rower or any of that stuff? We have, we have a Peloton bike, which Man, my husband. Everybody has a Peloton. Kevin is like obsessed, like on that thing, like five days a week, absolutely loves it. And yeah. I get on it like twice a month. <laughs> it's just not, it's just not where I'm at right now. I feel like, like I like it. It's fun. It's a good time. I love the instructors, but like. Doesn't it's just interest not, me at all. Yeah. I just, I would rather go into our garage and play with our barbell. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much, uh, what, like three or $4,000 or something like that. I'd rather mm-hmm. pay that for a real bike and then go ride around. That's just me personally, but I totally understand it. I get it. Yeah. It's very user-friendly. It's easy. It is. You can go jump in the garage, get a workout in. Yeah. But yeah, we have that. And then we have TRX straps, kettlebells. We recently got... um a barbell and some weight plates and we have a rack where'd you get your uh barbell and weights from rogue whoa because they've been back ordering on everything for a very long time i got like i said i got like in the beginning i got my barbell off amazon yeah and the weights and all you know i just got from rogue i got a pull-up bar okay so i have exposed beams in my garage right Mm -hmm. so i have a set of rings okay i love the rings i use them for everything they're i've never tried them but they they're great yeah even just for stability like holding yourself i don't know what it's called and like if you do a dip and like fully extend and then hold yourself up top it's like way harder on those than it would be like a regular pull-up bar it is however i got a pull-up bar that also hangs from straps from the rafters okay so it's not like a fixed yeah pull-up bar it adds another element of instability to it doesn't add that i mean it's probably like 20 percent more difficult highly recommend that though Probably a little more advanced thing. Yeah. But I also have uh, the Assault Bike. Okay. Rogue has their own version mm-hmm. of that, Rogue Echo Bike. How long ago did you order the barbell and plates? I don't remember. It was, I feel like it was around Christmas time. We like signed up for email updates because we were like, oh, like. And you got to be quick with them. Yeah. And that's basically like what happened. We would get like an email update and it was basically like if it came across on our phone, like Kevin and I were like texting each other, like whoever was home and could, it was like, you got to order the 45 pound plates right now. I heard they just went up. Yeah. That's like what we were basically doing to eventually like build that up. Are they bumper plates? Yeah. 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 What kind of uh, flooring do you guys have? We have like a basically like gym flooring. We did some research into that too. Cause I know like some people said that they just got like the stall mats from Tractor Supply. Yep. But which is, I mean, great. But like for us, we were basically like turning half of our two car garage into like a gym. So we went to rubberflooringinc.com mm-hmm. and it comes like you just measure and it comes in rolls. So they just like sent us rolls of it and we like cut it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I did the horse stall mat thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it works. I mean, yeah, it definitely works. I assume it's safe. I don't really know. I mean, I don't, there's no odor to it. I have very like open garage though. Like the mm-hmm. door opens, we have windows, back door, all that kind of stuff. When do you usually, are you pretty consistent with your workouts? Like when you get, like when do you usually work out? Is it morning, night? 
oh, I'm consistent as in like I work out like two or three times a week. The time of day varies. Right. I got you. Uh, Whenever you be- can get it. Yeah, it was like it depends. Like I'll plan it out to some degree, but like it just depends on my work schedule, if my kid is home, when is she napping, <laughs> that sort of thing. It's funny because uh, how old is your daughter now? She is. She'll be 15 months next week. Yeah, yeah. so I just remember when my daughter was born because my daughter's about 18 months old. And then your daughter was born. Mm-hmm. Kevin and I were working together at the time and just doing the thing that you're not supposed to do and compare your kids to one another. Yeah. I'm like, I oh, is your kid doing this? Is your kid doing <laughs> <Yeah>. this? Wait, <laughs> hold on. My kid's not doing that. Yeah, I know. We get caught up in that too. And I'm like, we can't play this game. Like, because our kid, like, she has always been towards like the end of like the window to physically, developmentally. But then she was like saying dad at like month six. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like, every kid's different. We just need to relax. <laughs> I remember at one point, I forget what it was. I think it was sitting up. Yeah. And Kev- oh, God. Kevin and I were talking about it. And I was like, well, first of all, Kevin, my daughter's literally 12 weeks older than your daughter. So please don't compare yeah. the two. I just remember that was funny. Yeah. I think people do that quite yeah. often. It's hard not to. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If you can give advice to people who, you know, may not want to sign up with a personal trainer, whatever the case may be, like, and they're just kind of lost in the sauce, if you will, what's some basic advice you can give people in the world in like nutrition and fitness? Uh, very base level. Um, as far as fitness goes, like find something that you enjoy and just do it. So, I mean, obviously from hearing me talk today, you know, I'm very partial to weight training. I also love yoga, but like you just need to find something. So like even, and I feel like the more you do that stuff and you stick with it, even if it's just like walking or running, like if that's what you start with, I mean, that's what got me started was running. So um, and now I don't even really do that anymore, <laughs> but like, I hate running. <laughs> so, but like whatever, like just find something and just start with that and don't like go all out, like make it realistic. So like, that was a common thing, like taking on new clients. Um, they were like, I can work out five days a week. And like, I don't mean it in a judgmental way, but I'm like, can you like, let's look at your work schedule. What other like commitments do you have? So like be realistic. And also you could be like, well, you probably could work out five days a week for three weeks. Yeah, like, exactly. We're, try- we're trying to do the long Yeah, we're playing the long game. Exactly. The long game. So just find something. Like it might take some time to figure out what you like, but just find something and start. Um, and then as far as nutrition goes, Again, because like so many different things work for different people, but like very base level, like make sure you eat fruits and vegetables, make sure you hydrate, um, make sure you get enough protein, regardless of whether it's like plant based or animal based or whatever. Those are like eat fiber. Yeah. <laughs> Those are like very base level things, but like people want, like we talked about, like people want to do like keto and like all this like extra stuff. And I'm like, if you just like focus on that stuff. Like, I know it's not sexy, but, like, that's probably going to get you further. Yeah. Yeah. I'm jumping around here. Yeah. Uh, you said you enjoy doing yoga. Mm-hmm. I can't get into yoga. I know it's good for you. Yeah. Like, how often do you do yoga? Um, Probably, like, once a week, sometimes more, depending on it. Uh, That is usually my go-to if I am super stressed or anxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was doing a lot of yoga. That was pretty much my only form of exercise there for like March through August. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 
I also like to do more like gentle yoga, like especially like if I'm super stressed out or like with weight training and stuff like that, like you are pushing your body in a different way with that sort of stuff. I want to basically do the exact opposite of that, but still move. So it's more like gentle yoga or I think uh, when you had Jen on, she had talked about yin yoga. That's like one of my favorite things. Yeah, I got to try that because you say gentle yoga, every yoga I've ever done, I'm sweating and I'm just Yeah, it's like, like vinyasa. Jesus. Yeah. Man. And like, that's fine. But like, that's just not for me personally. That's not what I'm I'm looking for. What's that other real big one? Is it? Um, Bikram, yeah, it's like hot yoga, yeah, that's like that's pretty uh, intense. It is. So that's like the vinyasa where it's like more, it's like faster pace. Like you're moving from pose to pose to pose, uh, and it's also like the room is heated. Yeah, yeah. I walked into a yoga class like that. I didn't realize that like they only did hot yoga. So and I had was like oh, I was like trying to find a yoga studio at the time, and I like walked in the door and I was like it punched me in the face. I was like oh shit, I've made a huge mistake, <laughs> but I've already paid twenty dollars and they made me rent a mat. So like I'm here now. <laughs> like yeah. and they're like an hour long, right? Those yeah, classes? it depends. Like hour, hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. I was like that's just not for me. Some people love it, and again, I'm like that's cool, go with it. But what's the more laid back yoga called again? Either like if you do like gentle yoga or ice. Yin is sort of laid back, like it's more passive, so you're not like holding poses. Like you're kind of you can prop yourself up a little bit, but you're holding that pose for a while, uh, which is great because it kind of teaches you to kind of like release. So I feel like it's almost like mentally tougher because you're like in an uncomfortable position, basically that you're trying to hold for like three plus minutes. Yeah. It also, I don't know, I feel great when I'm done, though. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I mean, every time I've ever done yoga, I do feel good afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's just like, uh, it's just, uh, that is like somebody who's never worked out before going into a gym. It's for me, like, I'm just not, that's so outside of my uh, my wheelhouse, which means yeah. I should go do it. I do understand that, but it's uh, it's quite challenging. It's funny you said that it teaches you to relax because, I'm not kidding, I hate running. Like, I don't, and I, I just do it because... I do enjoy the mental challenge of it. But today, cold, windy. I was like, well, I guess we're going for a run today. So yeah, went out for a run. And I get a lot of tightness in my shoulders and upper back. Mm-hmm. But I've learned to just like shut up and relax it. Yeah. And it actually works. Mm-hmm. You just kind of like, you know, chill your body out a little bit. I, I really do need to start doing yoga. Maybe this is the push that I needed to start <laughs> doing it. Because I am very tight. I mean, my, my hamstrings get really tight. and It would probably benefit me. What was the nutrition advice you gave again? Fruits, vegetables. Fruits, vegetables, eat enough protein, eat fiber, stay hydrated. Like, I feel like fat's usually a pretty easy one to get in because it kind of like comes by association, like when you're cooking or whatever. So, yeah, just like adding olive oil. Yeah, things. yeah, exactly. As I drink my water here, what what is your kind of general rule of thumb with hydration as far as how much? I usually give people like a place to start so like the eight the whole like eight eight ounce glasses of water like works again like anything else it depends it works for some people it doesn't work for others so there's also like a kind of like a rule like in the nutrition and fitness industry that's like you take what your body weight is and half that number and that's the number of ounces that you're supposed to drink but again it depends like on how active you are and like stuff like that so I, that's usually where like I start people at or somewhere around there. But then like the bigger like telltale sign is again, like paying attention to your body. So it's like, 
you need to pay attention to what your pee looks like. <laughs> so if it's like super, I know, but it's true though. Like no, if it's I'm, super like. This is why I'm laughing. I'm laughing because we have signs posted in our yeah. bathrooms at work. Yeah. That are like these, like these charts basically. And it's like a running joke. Yeah. But anyway. it's, well, it's true. <laughs> so yeah. like you want to be like straw colored yellow to clear. Is, yeah, let's like, just get into it be. because I've overdone it to where like I've overhydrated mm-hmm. and just totally depleted myself of all electrolytes. Yep, yep. And then I feel awful. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is, what's going on? Yeah. So that's another side of it. Yeah. So just be like, I feel like it's got to have like a yellow tinge to it. Then, you know, you're like, you're pretty good. What do you want people to take away from our conversation today? We covered a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. We really did. Yeah. I would say, I mean, I feel like when it comes to like fitness and nutrition, like you can always find something that's for you. Like, I feel like some people are like, oh, I don't really like, I don't really like do fitness or whatever. I'm like, but you can though. Just like your body likes to move. So just, yeah like find something just start and that's usually like get some um get like a routine going i think you nailed it before when you said uh just find something you like doing yeah if you don't like running then don't run yeah uh if you don't like if you're just starting out yeah there's time and a place like once you get more advanced there's benefits to everything but absolutely if you like playing basketball well why don't you pick that up again if you like just going for a walk then Go do that again. Yeah. That's usually the advice I give people. If they say, I don't know what to do. I'm like, okay, here's, write this down. I want you to walk out your front door Mm -hmm. and walk 30 minutes in one direction and then turn around and come back. Just start doing that. Yeah. And listen to, listen to music or a podcast or whatever. I mean, there's so much you can learn out there just with the world of podcasting and all that kind of stuff. Just go, just go get out. That's true. And also get out in nature. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, you actually, like, when you were talking about, like, going outside, I'm like, yeah, that's actually really important, too. I feel like we underestimate the power of how nice it feels to be out in nature. Absolutely. And I don't know if this is some voodoo stuff, but the guy that I used to work with, who was my coach, was telling me how important it was. People who work shift work, right? Your circadian rhythm gets all jacked up. Mm -hmm. He was telling me how it's very important to, like, set your eyes on the sun. Like, get outside when the sun comes up. It just does something internally to where your body's like, oh, this is, you know, kind of getting your circadian rhythm back in back in action. Not much you can do when you work at nights yeah. because you're driving home and the sun's coming up kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, getting out in nature, like hiking and all that kind of stuff, I definitely notice a huge improvement in my overall just demeanor yeah. and that kind of stuff when you get out in nature. Absolutely. Like, the fresh air and sunlight does can mm-hmm. do a world of difference for sure. Very underrated. And I think with COVID, everybody's cooped up inside. Yeah, it's definitely made it worse. Especially now it's like getting cold outside. It's even harder to like motivate yourself to want to go outside. Man, that cold weather is a son of a gun, isn't it? Yeah, I know. And I'm totally like not that person either. I'm like, it's cold. Just want to wear sweatpants and stay inside. So like you have to make make yourself go out. Uh, Let me, I know I'm jumping around again, but what is your attitude towards, like, do you have advice for people when they really just don't feel like working out? Are you of the mindset where it's like, just go do it anyway? Or are you a little more laid back? And it's like, well, maybe there's a reason you don't feel like working out. I'm a little bit more laid back. But again, I'm like, I want to know why. So it's like, how did you sleep last night? Like if, you know, are you super anxious? Maybe like work out, but don't like go hard. Just go for a walk outside or something. Like, 
I'm always going to try and pick like some sort of movement, even if it's not like what's on plan for that day. Like, I feel like that's better than nothing. We just might need to adjust it. But then like, I also like have this little like mind game that I play with myself. That's like helps on my clients too. So it's like, if you don't really feel like working out, but there's like no good reason why not to meaning like you're not super stressed out. You slept fine. You ate enough. You're hydrated. Like you're just in a mood where like, I don't really feel like doing this. Uh, just make yourself do it for like five minutes and like don't like commit yourself to this like big long planned workout just be like when you're trying to get yourself started be like I really only have to work out for like 20 minutes and then you're like just make do something like just warm up for like five minutes and usually like at that point you're like I can do 15 more minutes and usually for me and for my clients, they're like, I did 30 and it was fine. Yeah, <laughs> so no, it's that's like, great. You kind of just have to like play a little bit of a mind game. But like I said, I do think there's other factors too to like that come into play. Yeah, you put it nicely. I mean, and I bring up David Goggins probably every other episode here. But do you know who that is? I do. I know I know who it is. I don't know. Like, I know he's like pretty hardcore, but that's he's, like pretty much it. Yeah, he's a yeah. savage of a man. But he <laughs> plays that mind game. Like, he'll make videos sometimes and be like, hey, I didn't feel like working out today. He calls it poopy pants. Yeah. Yeah, poopy pants. Yeah. Um, But what you just said, he says it a little differently. He just says he plays mind games mm-hmm. and he'll like drag himself into the deep end and be like, oh, I was supposed to run 10 miles today. Let's just go run two. Yeah. Right. And then you get out there, you're two miles in, and then mm-hmm. you just go do the rest of your workout. So yeah. I think you are correct in that, you know, first find out, hey, why do I not feel like working out today? Did I only sleep two hours? Maybe I should just go for a quick walk. Yeah. You know, or, or something like that. But Kate, I think we cover a lot of topics. Mm-hmm. This is fun. I enjoyed this. I love talking about this stuff. Me too. <laughs> it's very like natural and easy for me to talk about. It. It's good. Where can uh, people find you at? I am on Instagram a lot, probably the most. So it's kate.mackie.wellness is my Instagram handle. Um, I also have a Facebook page too, but I don't post quite as much on there. And then my website is, I think it's like the wordpress.com backslash Wellness. So, gotcha. But all that stuff is linked from my Instagram page. So Now you're doing your six-week mm-hmm. uh, moderation thing. Mm-hmm. That's... I wouldn't, that's not open anymore, right? No, no, we're like two weeks in. That's like a sort of like a pay to play thing. So it's like everyone that signed up for that. We have a Facebook group, but it's, it's closed. So it's more of, you know, are you going to be running that again at some point? Probably. Yeah. So I don't know when exactly, but probably like again, sometimes maybe like towards the end of the year. Okay, cool. Um, All right, great. I say we end it there. Thank you. Thanks. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed episode four with Kate Mackey. Again, she can be found at katemackiewellness.wordpress.com. She's open for business with other clients. Obviously, you just have to apply with her, have a conversation, and maybe get started. But she's a wealth of knowledge, right? She adds another element to things, being a registered nurse, and she really knows her stuff. So go ahead and check her out. And as always, if you learn something, share something. Thank you.